Welcome to Ottawa Church of Christ and our study of Pattern Sound in God's Word. Today I want to introduce you to Patterns Found in the Tabernacle, one of the most amazing studies that you're ever going to experience. First, let's take a look at the tabernacle and how to draw it up. Three simple boxes. I put a little blue spot here on the, on the tabernacle because it represents a doorknob. Because to me, when I look at this tabernacle, this picture right here, I see a door, which is the way to get to God. And you'll see as we get through the study how this, how this comes about. First, we have the outer court, which is your larger of the box. Then our two little boxes, the holy place, and then the holy of holies. In each of these, we're going to find three things. In the outer court, and you may not be able to see this too well, is the gate. The gate leads the people into the outer court. The next box that we're going to find right here is the altar of burnt offering, and the blue dot is the laver where the priests wash, and we'll explain that in a minute. Inside the holy place, we have the green box is the table of showbread, which the 12 loaves of bread are on, which represents the 12 tribes of Israel. The yellow star is the lampstand with the seven lights before God. And then the altar of incense is that little box at the top. Then we come into the Holy of Holies, which only the priest can get into, the high priest once a year. In the Holy of Holies, this is the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark of the Covenant, we have three things. We have the um, jar of manna, we have the Ten Commandments, and then we have Aaron's rod. On top, it's covered in gold, which represents the mercy seat. Two cherubim cover it, and then when Moses was going into there, we had the cloud of mercy, which represented God. So Moses would go into here and speak to God on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So this is the tabernacle. Now, as we've talked about before, there are three different levels of studying the scriptures. Level one is the understanding, the physical. So I've just shown you how to, um, to draw up the tabernacle on a piece of paper. Here's how to explain it with Old Testament worship. People would sin, and then to get rid of their sins, they had to do a sacrifice. So the people would come into the outer court. That's where you slice the, the throat of the lamb, lift his head back, the priest catches the blood, pours it around the altar of, in, of, of burnt offering. Then you take whatever portion of meat according to the sacrifice, it would get burnt, and you would leave with a portion of meat. The priest may get a portion of meat. That's your sacrifice, and then the people are done. Then the next step we see here is the priests. The priests, after they wash, or in the, wash in the laver, are allowed now to go through the screen, which takes them into the holy place, where they are every day supplying fresh bread on the table of showbread. They're adding oil to the lampstand. Uh, I also need to mention that the lampstand represents the Holy Spirit. The seven lights before God, Revelation chapter 1. The seven eyes on the Lamb and so on. Uh, and this is what illumines the room for the people to be able to see and understand, the Holy Spirit. And then the, the altar of incense, they have to continue to keep the fire going there and adding incense on a regular basis. This represents the prayers going up before God from the people. And then once a year, the high priest comes into the Holy of Holies to, to secure uh, the forgiveness of sins for all the people. And that's Old Testament, you've got the people, you've got the priest, you've got the high priest. That's Old Testament worship, people's relationship with God. Second level of understanding is the spiritual. Okay, how do I see God in all of this? Okay, 
I kind of describe the life of Christ coming from the tabernacle. What we're seeing here is the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is, is heaven on earth. Inside that, you've got the three things. Well, the, the Ten Commandments represents Christ because Jesus is the Word of God. The Aaron's rod represents the resurrection because it came back to life, proving who should be the leader of God's people. So that's Jesus, Romans chapter 1, verse 3. And then the jar of manna, Jesus says, I am the true manna from heaven. So Jesus is the cloud. Jesus is God. And when the time was right, Galatians 4, 4, it was time for Jesus to come to this earth to save us from our sins. So the next thing you see is that altar of incense. Interesting, if you study, if you're going through it from the book of Luke, Luke in chapter 1, we have Zacharias pouring out incense upon the altar of incense. And beside him, I've got a little G right there. That represents Gabriel who says you're going to have a son. Well, Zacharias didn't believe him, so you're not going to tell anybody about it until your son John is born. So out the temple goes uh, Zacharias, and everybody knows something's going on. Then we have Jesus, when he's 40 days old, coming to the temple, and his parents need to pay to redeem him with two turtle doves. That's when Simon takes the child from the parents, holds him up, and says, this is the consolation of, of Israel. And the Anna the prophetess, she comes running up. So now people know something's up, right? But the parents take the child. Nobody knows who the child is. The table of showbread is where we commune with God. Well, when Jesus was 12 years old, going up to his first Passover, when he's going to turn 13, here we have Jesus communing with the elders after the Passover. His parents can't find him for three days as they're searching Jerusalem. And they finally find him, and they say, we got to get out of here. So away they go with their, with their son. So we're starting to see how this is kind of leading me through the life of Christ. Nobody knows who Jesus is yet. So here's the laver. Here's John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. He's baptizing for the forgiveness of sins at the Jordan. This is the first time we're introduced to who Jesus is, the Lamb of God, at his baptism where he receives the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Altar of burnt offering, the first to attack Christ is the devil himself. Takes him out 40 days and 40, 40, days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Jesus is tempted three times by Satan. Three times he defeats him. It is written, it is written, it is written. Not my will, but God's will. And that's how Jesus defeats Satan because he stays true to the scriptures. So that's Jesus showing that he's dying to himself. And then the third one is the gate. The gate is how you get in. Well, Jesus is in the tabernacle. I'm sorry, not the tabernacle, but he's in the synagogue. And, he, and it, he's getting up there and he's reading from Isaiah the prophet, puts it down, and he's going, that's me. I'm the Messiah is pretty much was what he's saying. And the people couldn't believe it. But the point here is he's saying, I am the word of God. He proceeds out of here, and then we have a three-year ministry from the Gospel of John. Jesus starts on a Passover, and we know he ends on a Passover. Three-year ministry, and Jesus teaches us three things, faith, hope, and love. Faith is what you think. Hope is what you do. Love is what you communicate to other people. After his three-year ministry, Jesus dies three crosses on, on a hill, and then three days and three nights in Hades, and then he's... he's uh, uh, ascends into heaven where he is, King of kings, Lord of lords. And there's the life of Christ. 
So from the Old Testament tabernacle, not only do I show you Old Testament worship and how important it is for something to die for the forgiveness of our sins, now I've shown you the life of Christ. This is the spiritual lesson that we see coming out of the tabernacle. But here's the neat one, and that's the eternal. Eternal lesson and eternal understanding is how you apply it to your own personal life. Okay, Assembly of the anointed, to me, means the church of Christ. Assembly and church are similar, and anointed is exactly what Christ means. So what do we have? We have the tabernacle in our picture here once again. You see the three crosses. Once you've been brought to the cross, once you've studied the scriptures, old and new, and you see and are convicted in your heart that Jesus died for your sins, and you've got that burning sensation and you've got that total conviction, I believe this is what people call a born-again experience. From John, he's saying born from above. Water, which is the word, and the Holy Spirit is the conviction, which is exactly what you'll see when you read Acts chapter 2, verse 37. But you'll note that they're not saved because they'll say, brethren, what do we need to do? Jesus says, if you wish to come after me, you need to follow me. And now we're going back into the, the, the tabernacle. And the first thing that we come to is the gate, which represents the word of God. If you do not believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, walk away because you're not going anywhere. This is the inspired word of God, and it's what's going to get you in a relationship with Christ. And then the next thing you have to do is put yourself up on the altar of burnt offering. You've got to die to yourself. You've got to quit saying it's my way. It's got to start saying it's God's way. And that's what the altar of burnt offering is. And as soon as you die to yourself, now you need to be buried. Baptism is a representation of being buried. And once you're buried, the only way to come out of the waters of baptism is the resurrection. And it is not man that brings you out. It's God that brings you out. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13. God delivered us, delivers us from the domain of darkness and translates us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Because once we come out of the waters of baptism, now we're into the kingdom of God, which is a spiritual kingdom. We have full communion with the saints, which is what the table of showbread represents. We have indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There's the uh, Holy Spirit, which is what the lampstand represents. And our prayers go directly to God. And I didn't mention it earlier, but you notice how I took the line out. When Jesus died upon the cross, the curtain in the temple was torn, eliminating the the double box down to a single box because in Hebrews he says approach the throne of grace that you can receive mercy. We now have full um, access to God when we go down on our knees in prayer and this is the kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. I can access God anytime I want and he will listen to me. That's a guarantee and that's the picture that we've painted right here. And there you have the tabernacle, three parts, the Old Testament worship, which is the physical uh, understanding of the text, the life of Christ, which is the spiritual understanding, and then finally the church Christ, which is the eternal understanding. Um, and that's our lesson for today. Thank you.